Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that has better decision making than Premier League referees. Yeah, I guess you know what we're talking about today. And when I say we, I am talking about Mr. Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Miss Zal Malik. Yes, sir. And me, Faisal American, three thirds of the latest hot K pop band. Podball Young. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know K-pop. Um, now, as I hinted just now, we're going to talk about the aftermath of Tottenham's 2-1 Premier League win over Liverpool. Uh, during a normal day, the biggest talking point from a match like this would have been, you know, uh, Spurs boss Ange Postecoglou asserting his EPL dominance or the fact that Spurs are now one of only two teams that are still unbeaten this season or the fact that Liverpool ended the game with nine men. But unfortunately, gentlemen, this is not a normal day here at Portball Studios. Uh, today, we're talking about the sheer incompetence of the uh, match referee and VAR officials. In case you missed it, where the hell were you? And also, uh, Liverpool had a perfectly good goal disallowed for offside. Uh, Luis Diaz found the back of the net, but the uh, ref ruled that it was offside. Uh, there was some miscommunication with the VAR officials. They thought the ref allowed the goal and confirmed it. The ref thought that the VAR confirmed it was offside. It, I think that's how it went. Hear that, guys? That was the sound of millions of football fans face palming en masse. Thanks, Miff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the online reactions, almost everyone, apart from Spurs fans, think that Liverpool were robbed, even Man United supporters. Uh, if they start agreeing with Liverpool, to quote Uncle Roger, you know you act up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's as bad as it gets for VR. Look, the system has had its fair share of uh, issues and problems in the past, but none, as you described it, as facepalm-inducing mm. as this one. Uh, but it will have implications, and not just for Liverpool. I think the implications are for the English game as a whole because, firstly, it raises questions about how many other VAR decisions in the past were mistakes as well mm -hmm. because if they could mess up so badly here, it's not so hard to believe that they messed up in other games as well. Mm -hmm. And secondly, there'll be doubts about all VAR decisions moving forward. Uh, every time there's a contentious decision, people are not going to... To trust it, you know, because the technology is supposed to give us peace of mind, you know, to, to, to let us know whether a goal was a goal, whether a player was offside. Now that trust has been severely eroded. Mm -hmm. We already don't trust referees uh, to get decisions right. Or, or, or rather, I think we, we don't expect them to get every decision correct. Yeah, because I remember when VAR was first introduced, we were all assuming it would help eliminate these decisions and not make them more incompetent. Yeah, it, it's why we have VAR in the first place. But because of this incident and, and several other VAR-related incidents in the past, particularly in the English game, now we're starting to not trust VAR either. Mm. And, and I, I have to make it clear, when I say we don't trust, I don't mean that we don't trust the video assistant referee technology mm. When I say we don't trust it, I mean we don't trust the people who are running the system, especially in England. Mm -hmm. Well, unlike you guys, um, I failed to catch a single sports event, let alone football match. <laughs> I was instead involved in a sports event, so I could only... Were you caught offside? <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as offside in a marathon, is there? Um, I instead went to check out the highlights and the comments from the experts. So how is that different from any other week? <laughs> 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 okay, like you, you made your point <laughs> but uh, 
when I saw that offside mm. screenshot, mm. I think it, you don't need to be a highly paid referee to know that is clearly off, yeah. uh, clearly onside. I'm an idiot. I knew it was offside, <laughs> and it makes you wonder what what are they doing in that room? You, how many people are in the VAR room? Now, I think the key question is what are they not doing, which is apparently everything, yeah. <laughs> everything related to their job. It makes you wonder, like, mm. when they get paid that much, and you still, you still mess up the obvious. Mm. Yeah, and I think well, one of the key issues here, um, we've talked about this before, is the questions of integrity. Mm. Look, um, the Premier League has not had the brightest of histories. I mean, uh, we've had match fixing where players, officials were were bought in the past. And incidents like this, it's going to leave a shadow of a doubt behind fans. I mean, was this fixed? Was this prearranged? It looked obvious. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and, and there were also questions about the professionalism of the VAR officials itself, because there were reports saying that... Uh, they were paying attention. Well, they were paying attention. But there were reports saying that some of them were, were overseas, I think just like the day before officiating mm. another match, and then they, they barely had like 24 hours or, or something like that back in the UK before they took charge of this match what, as well. What, how, would, how would that affect calling out a simple onside? Jet lag? I Jet lag, yeah. We, 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 well, you, I mean, you, you can pause the footage. You're, you're in the room, the VAR, you can pause it, look at it for as long as you want. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, stuff like this, it doesn't help to counter the conspiracy theories that, you know, um, refs have it out against certain clubs and all of that. I mean, refs, they are supposed to be impartial. They have You're calling favoritism. I'm not calling out per se. I have no idea what the hell is going on there, right? But, uh, alleged, alleged. But stuff like this, it doesn't help uh, to dispel the notion that they are biased. Uh, anyway, the mess up was so huge. The Referees Association, PGMOL, or what's it stand for? Professional Game Match Officials Limited. Yeah, I think it's uh, quite apt because their professionalism is limited. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can use that sound. I can use Any that chance sound to use the drum roll. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so PGMOL had, uh, had to issue a public apology. Uh, not the first time it's had to do so. I saw this on a spa, uh, Sky Sports graphic, right? It highlighted 13 apologies that PGOML had to make in 13 months because of VAR mistakes. Uh, there was Arsenal's disallowed goal in their 3-1 loss to Man United. That was September last year. In the same month, West Ham denied a late equaliser against Chelsea. Also, VAR missed a handball that 1,000 years later. Man City, that happened in February. And Wolves were disallowed a goal against Man United. Uh, apparently, this apology wasn't enough for Liverpool. The, they issued a statement saying that they are now looking at all available options. Uh, I think the unspoken words were possible lawsuit. In a way, I can understand that kind of thinking. You know, how many times have the refs association issued an apology without making any improvements? How long can that go on? We mess up. Oh, sorry. We mess up. Sorry. We mess up. Sorry. Uh, it's like a broken record, right? And how many times have Liverpool lost the race by a single point? And the point that they've lost here could potentially cost them a title this season. Yeah, and, and I completely understand where Liverpool are coming from. Uh, I get that they are pissed. Any mm. team would be, uh, especially with 
titles on the line mm. with with hundreds of millions of of pounds at stake in in, in the modern game you know the, the the game is all about money now uh but just to touch a little bit about what you said about liverpool considering a potential lawsuit mm. and this is also something that gary neville uh mentioned mm. as well and, and usually with gary neville the prime minister of football but yeah usually <laughs> with gary neville you have to take what he says with a pinch of salt but i kind of agree with him on this one he says that we are potentially opening up a nasty can of worms mm. uh when you start going into legal action for sporting results specifically in cases of of cheating or doping yes there should be legal recourse mm. but to overturn a ref's mistake on a result or on an on-field decision mm-hmm. we are starting to go into dangerous territory mm-hmm. because can you imagine a scenario where half a dozen or so teams take you to court every week mm-hmm. because they want to overturn a decision that that, that they believe the ref you know, made a mistake or why something not? like that yeah yeah why, why not? not why not why if not? you don't because, okay, if look. you don't take that drastic decision it's going to keep on repeating one var mistake a month and nothing is done I'm pretty sure a lawsuit sounds kind of reasonable. Bro, this is 13 no, times. Then, okay, you, you see, you can't sue them to overturn the result or to sue them to get that point. To take action. To take action financial. to fix. Financial. To take action to mm. fix the system. Yes, because mm. I think we can all agree no one's, no one's denying that the VR system needs to be fixed. Mm. And it needs to be fixed now. But to take someone to court for a decision like this to overturn a sporting result where there was no cheating where there was no doping i think that's mm. a slippery slope because it it opens up every team to come and take legal action the league will never be settled every single result will have an asterisk there pending court decision pending court decision nothing's going to happen mm. so I, i get that we need action to fix the problem with var mm and uh, okay then again we we don't know what legal action that they are considering lah you know mm-hmm. they they may be pushing for something like this for them to to make some changes and all that uh but but to try and overturn the result eh i think it's unprecedented i don't think anyone mm-hmm. has ever done to yeah, take, taken anyone to court to change a result mm-hmm. um and and for good reason lah you know it, it could get very messy Yeah, but the whole situation is messy right now. They keep on rest keep on making mistakes after mistake. After I'm I'm mistake. just thinking if if you if you if this is like the first time mm-hmm. VAR has messed up. Okay mm-hmm. lah, you know what? Yeah. Forgivable in a way, in yeah, a way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 13 times yeah. in history and clubs are just expected to bend down and take it up the <laughs> the backside, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I I I see the frustration, but I, I'll go back to what I said earlier yeah. that what needs to be done is var needs to be uh fixed and it, and it can be fixed because here's the thing uh rugby is a good example of how the, the they call it i think the television match official or something mm. how that var system can be used effectively because uh i think for one the refs are all mic'd up everything is clear you can hear what the ref is asking you can hear what the the television match officials response is you are seen everything the tmo sees in terms of like the replays and all that mm. it's all clear it's all transparent there are rare occasions where you know you, some angles don't catch everything like you know but 97 mm. 98% of the time everyone is satisfied with the result and you move on there's no gray area there's no you know disputes after the fact yeah, because, but but the refs in in rugby are competent well yes <laughs> I, don't, i i don't know man i personally feel like if if a team 
that suffered as much as Liverpool did does not take drastic action mm-hmm. against that kind of you know uh, result or. So who would you sue then? The PGM well for for calling the wrong the clearly the I mean they issued an apology. Yeah. But your apology means jack if nothing happens after that. But then you see incompetence. It's it's hard to prove wrongdoing when it when it comes to incompetence. You see, if, you, if you're bad, okay, fine, fire the guy, bring someone well, else. Well, there are negligence in. suits. Yeah, but that would work. Slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Now, before we move on, I want to highlight something else about referees. You know, they are professionals. Uh, and they get really paid. now. You sure about that? Are you sure? Technically, they are professionals, and they get paid a lot. Uh, according to my extensive research, quick Google search, uh, referees, assistant, assistant refs, and VAR, VAR officials get a flat salary, right? And they get paid a fee for every match they officiate. Um, for referees, it ranges from seventy thousand to two hundred thousand pounds a year in basic salary. Uh, their per match fee is 1500 assistant refs and var officials they get a wage of 30000 pounds a year plus 850 pounds per match if you're making that kind of money you can't afford to keep on making these kinds of mistakes how, or at least that's what my boss tells how me how much is that in malaysian <laughs> ringgit huh? <laughs> i don't know I mean that, that okay. That's, that's a why lot. I'm doing a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> it's just again a simple Google search. <laughs> but if you're being paid that much, mm-hmm. it's a given. You shouldn't. Yeah, that is it's definitely no go. Uh, this whole debacle has totally overshadowed how great Spurs were. I mean, Ange Ball, it's here to stay. I hope. Uh, I hope. Their form continues, right? And I hope Spurs fans don't become as annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you would have thought that Spurs would flop after Harry Kane left. Apparently mm. not. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, everybody has stepped up to the plate. It's become more like a team now. You see it now. Yeah. <clears throat> now it may be very hard to believe that other matches also took place over the weekend. <laughs> wow, uh, Man City had a 2-1 loss to Wolves. It was their first league defeat of the season. It also came off their League Cup defeat to Newcastle, uh, making it City's first back-to-back defeats since January last season. Um, I also did a quick Google search. I was trying to count how many... uh, uh, when was their last uh, defeat in the Premier League? I think I lost count at 20. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, They're still on top of the league, though. One point ahead of Spurs and Arsenal, who had a 4-0 win over Bournemouth. Arsenal, of course, being the second team who was still unbeaten. Um, Manchester United, 1-0 lost to Crystal Palace. Is it, let, yeah, let, let's it's just, a good thing I missed this weekend. <laughs> let's and move on. It, and, it, and, it's, and it's a good thing the VAR debacle. Yeah. No banter this week. <laughs> Uh, Aston Villa crushed Brighton 6-1. That was unexpected. Newcastle beat Burnley 2-0. West Ham defeated Sheffield United 2-0. Luton claimed their first win of the season with a 2-1 victory over, guess who? Everton! (laughs) Nottingham Forest and Brentford had a 1-0 draw. And Chelsea won! Oh my god! 2-0 2-0 win over Fulham. Too bad Liverpool surprise, had that surprise. VR problem. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be talking about that. <laughs> I know. Curse you, referees. 
Now in midweek, we're going to see some European action. Holders Man City are away at Leipzig in the Champions League. Newcastle hosts PSG. Arsenal travel to Long. Man United are at home to Galatasaray, among other notable matches. Uh, we have Napoli v Real Madrid, Porto v Barcelona, Dortmund v Milan. Uh, which one is your pick for match of the week? Uh, or match of the midweek? Of the midweek, yeah. I, I think uh, City away to Leipzig? Could be tricky uh, for the EPL side. Three back-to-back defeats? It, it's, it's possible. Look, any trip for any team to Leipzig is a potential banana skin. You know, mm. so, yeah. but, but I think the real big one would be uh, Napoli versus Real. Uh, Italian champions versus last season's La Liga runners-up. Mm. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti has already said that playing Napoli in Naples will be their toughest uh, hey. match in the group stage mm. this season. Hey, hey, uh, you said Naples. <laughs> Oh, grow up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, both teams uh, have won the opening group ties. Both teams are coming into this match after back-to-back wins in their uh, respective leagues. And I'm also particularly looking forward to seeing how uh, Jude Bellingham does in a big game scenario. Uh, he's already scored seven goals in all competitions so far. Could he make mm. it eight? Or more. Or more. You think Newcastle could be a big game? Could in be. Europe? I, mean, I mean, Newcastle in Europe? What do you... I mean, they are in the group of death. I mean, oh. anything goes. Well, uh, let, let's just put it this way. I, I don't expect Newcastle to just like roll over, roll over for uh. it, even though it is PSG and it's supposedly mm. the bigger team. This Newcastle, as, we, as we've seen over the past couple uh, of seasons, different. Yeah, it's, it's a very different side. Yep. United at home, I, well, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Home, awake, or something. <laughs> Manchester, who? <laughs> Anyway, there's also the, um, uh, we also have the, uh, I was going to say UEFA Cup, that's how far back I go. That's how old you are, (laughs) That's the Europa League. The Europa League and Europa Conference League, but who cares about that? Um, That is all we have for this edition of the Portball Sportscast. We'll be back later this week to discuss the European results and see how... Badly Man United did. Uh, How badly Man United did and how badly uh, Premier League referees will do this coming weekend. I'm Faisal Marikan. I'm Nicholas John. And I am Ivzal Malik.